welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Microsoft Corporation, ticker symbol MSFT. Currently, Microsoft is trading for $266 per share. We're looking at Microsoft today because their stock price has come down, and while it has rebounded from their 52-week low, it's still down quite a bit from where it was at during the peak of this past bull market. Over the past year, Microsoft is down 4%. Going back three years, however, they've returned a 24% compounded annual return. Over five years, that's 31% compounded annually. Over 10 years, that's a 24% compounded annual return as well. And going back 17 years, they've returned 14% compounded annually. Keep in mind that this is not including the dividends that they pay out. Microsoft is one of those few software businesses that does pay out dividends. So Microsoft is about $15 over their 52-week low of $241, which is down quite a bit from their 52-week high of nearly $350 per share. Microsoft is an absolutely huge business. They're one of the five largest companies in the world with a nearly $2 trillion market cap. For some background about the business, Microsoft is a software company. Microsoft develops and licenses consumer and enterprise software. It's known for its Windows operating system and Office productivity suite. The company is organized into three equally sized broad segments, productivity and business processes, which include legacy Microsoft Office, cloud-based Office 365, Exchange, SharePoint, Skype, LinkedIn, and Microsoft Dynamics. Then they have Intelligence Cloud, which includes infrastructure and platform as a service offerings through Azure, Windows Server Operating System and SQL Server, and Personal Computing, which includes Windows Client, Xbox, Bing Search, Display Advertising, and Surface Laptops, Tablets, and Desktops. Microsoft has been in the news recently because they have a $69 billion offer to purchase all of Activision. That has been facing antitrust scrutiny, specifically in the United Kingdom so far. One interesting fact to note about that potential deal is that Warren Buffett, through Berkshire Hathaway, has taken about a 9% stake in Activision as a merger arbitrage play because Activision's market cap is currently well below that $69 billion that Microsoft offered it, with the potential uncertainty that regulators will not give the okay to the deal. Microsoft Corporation was founded by Paul Allen and Bill Gates in 1975 and is based in Redmond, Washington. For our fundamental analysis today, we'll be performing a modified version of the eight-pillar analysis popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at eight key financial metrics of the business and coming to a beginning and fundamental understanding of Microsoft as a business. So let's get right into it. Starting off with pillar number one, we want Microsoft's average five-year PE to be below 22 and a half. Currently, Microsoft is trading for about 28 times earnings. The lowest it's ever gotten to over this time frame has been about 24 times earnings. And on average, they've traded for about 37 times earnings. So that's going to be an X to start off on pillar number one. This is just a beginning baseline of evaluation for the business. Over the course of time, most businesses will trade below this mark. Even though it's hard to believe, over a decade ago, Microsoft was actually trading for below 10 times earnings. It just shows you the fluctuations and mispricings that are available in companies. Pillar number two, we're looking for an average five-year return on capital that's above 9%. Microsoft's return on capitals have been up and to the right over this time frame. They've increased their return on capital in each of these five years. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns. 
and those business returns are going to be captured by return on capital. So it's a great sign to see Microsoft increasing their return on capital, which has been above average to begin with. Over this time frame, Microsoft averages about 23% returns on capital. So that is our first check on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Microsoft has nearly doubled revenues. They had $96 billion of revenues in 2017. And in 2021, they had $168 billion of revenue. So for a company that large to increase their revenues by that absolute amount is staggering and really the power of scaling software. That's going to be a check on pillar number three. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Microsoft has grown net incomes from nearly $25.5 billion in 2017 to over $61 billion in 2021. So that is going to be a check there. They've more than doubled net income over this time frame. Pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in a business. When a business buys back stock and decreases their shares outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the business, ultimately increasing the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to without you having to spend a dime. We want businesses that are keeping shares flat or buying back shares. Microsoft over this time has done slight buybacks decreasing their share count from 7.8 billion shares outstanding in 2017 to 7.6 billion shares outstanding in 2021. Slight buybacks here, but Microsoft is returning capital to shareholders. So that's a check on pillar number five. Pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. Free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It's this column here in green. Free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business. It can be used to pay dividends, buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. A business's abilities to produce free cash flows now until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is ultimately how a business is going to be valued. Microsoft has grown their free cash flows from $31 billion in 2017 to producing $56 billion of free cash flow in 2021. There are only a handful of businesses in the world that are producing free cash flow numbers at this absolute scale. So it's really incredible to see them growing free cash flows in each of these five years. Relative to their cash from operations, Microsoft is not having to spend a lot on capital expenditures. And in an average year, Microsoft is producing nearly $41 billion of free cash flow. Again, just a handful of businesses are able to do that. Microsoft has made some cash acquisitions over this time frame, spending about $26 billion in 2017 and nearly $9 billion in 2021. In part, they are being acquisitive to fuel part of their growth. Moving on to pillar number seven, we want to evaluate how Microsoft is utilizing leverage in their business. We want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents, to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. Microsoft has negative net debt, which means that after subtracting all of their liabilities, they're left over with nearly $48 billion of cash. So without even running that pillar, that's a huge check. Microsoft is sitting on an enormous cash pile. Maybe not so relative to their market cap, but again, in absolute terms, enormous. They have a very healthy balance sheet to say the least. Finally, our last pillar, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want Microsoft's market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20 to give us a reasonable starting valuation of what we should be paying for the business. 
So Microsoft has nearly a $2 trillion market cap. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of nearly $41 billion a year times 20, that only brings us to about $820 billion. So that is going to be an X on pillar number eight. We're nearly $1.2 trillion off there. Just because that's an X doesn't mean that you necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't take any of these pillars in isolation. Instead, this type of analysis is a holistic beginning understanding of the business to really determine whether it's worth your while to do further due diligence and learn more about the company. It's not financial advice, and it's not any sort of recommendation to buy or sell Microsoft. Lastly, Microsoft is one of the few software businesses that pays out dividends. They currently have a 1% dividend yield. Here we're looking at their dividend profile to determine if their dividend is healthy and sustainable based on their cash flows. Investors make mistakes by blindly chasing dividend yields or blindly investing into businesses that they hope to be dividend growth companies without evaluating whether that dividend is safe and supported by a business's abilities to produce free cash flows. Here, this one's going to be pretty easy. Their dividends per share have increased in all five years and their cash flows per share have increased in all five years. And over this time frame, Microsoft has been paying out less than 50% of their cash flows as dividends. Overall, Microsoft has a very strong and healthy dividend profile. Their dividend is well supported by their cash flows. And based on this, it looks like Microsoft potentially has a long runway to keep increasing their dividends per share. So in summary, Microsoft checks the box on six out of eight pillars. They're only off on our valuation metrics. Its overall business fundamentals are quite strong. Anecdotally, Microsoft is still a powerhouse. Their Azure cloud business potentially has decades of future growth ahead of it. And their Windows and Office suite are still cash cows. As described by Monish Pabrai, Microsoft's DNA is really about bundling. For both consumers and enterprises, if you have a use case, Microsoft is pretty much able to offer a decent software solution for that. So it might not be the best in all scenarios, but Microsoft is able to bundle it together with a lot of other software products and get you a pretty nice result overall. That's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Microsoft Corporation, ticker symbol MSFT. This type of analysis is a holistic starting point, not any sort of financial advice. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Microsoft with me, and have a great day.